Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to This is Cinema Show's Kevin 27. Back with another fire episode. First episode of the year, baby. Honestly, when I seen the movie, um, 
you know, more acclaim. You know what I mean? But regardless, I say that to say he was good in this movie again. And to me, Lakeith Stanfield, he is setting the bar. Oh, matter of fact, I didn't even hit the timer. Well, I guess y'all got a little free. A little free free. Let's hit the timer now. So 10 minutes here. The Book of Clarence is a 2023 comedy film directed by James Samuel and starring Lakeith Stanfield. The film is a modern take on biblical epic set in ancient Jerusalem during Jesus' ministry. Church leaders in the film... Oh, uh, I don't know. Oh, okay. In the film, Clarence Stanfield is a struggling man who becomes a false prophet in order to make money. Clarence is trying to find a better life for himself and his family while also fighting to free himself of debt. This film also features biblical figures such as Jesus, Mary Magdalene, John the Baptist, and his disciples. However, the main story is not based on any known history or religious narratives. Uh, this film also stars Omar C. and Adia R.J. Seiler, David Oyelowo, Michael Ward, Alfrey Woodward, Tiana Taylor, who is Mary Magdalene, uh, Caleb McLaughlin, Eric Kofi, and uh, Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, man. So first of all, star-studded cast. So when I see Tiana Taylor and she's Mary Magdalene getting stoned for sleeping with somebody's husband or what, no, what, sleeping with the Romans? Damn, that shit was tough, bro. But I was like, damn, that's Tiana Taylor, bro. So I'm going to just, I'm going to keep it real. So while I'm watching this, I get it. It's uh while I'm watching this, I get it. It's a comedy and it's satire, but man, when I'm hearing uh my uh the Clarence character and he's like, Oh, Jesus not real, and this and that, and he was like so questioning, like this man was talking to Virgin Mary, he's talking to Jesus' mom, and like so. You're going to really sit here and come up with that story like, you know, Jesus was born like you a virgin. And she looked at her husband and she like, what the hell? And well, she didn't say what the hell, but that's how she was looking at him. And he still like questioning. He questioned everything about Jesus. And it kind of like, ooh, just make you feel a little way. But this to me, this way entertainment and this is what some of this stuff is supposed to do. It's supposed to provoke certain emotions. That's how you know it's real. You know, it's supposed to provoke emotions as far as uh, sadness or happiness, uh, laughter. So when I'm listening and watching this film and I'm hearing him question Jesus himself, you know, like, I'm like, whew. Like it's just it's just like a weird feeling you get, but nevertheless, uh, you it, it might be that feeling that little that um that uh Kai Sinat got when he seen Lil Nas X like down on them wine drinks, you know what I mean? I don't know, maybe 
Maybe he felt like that. Like, man, you don't play with Jesus, you know? So I went to see it because, first of all, I'm supporting black films regardless. Well, I ain't going to say regardless, but I'm a stuff stuff like this, like more creative. I'll go see. Like, do I want to go see The Color Purple, the musical? No, I don't. But do I want to go see this? It's something different. And honestly, it's not that creative because, I mean, it's it's uh, pretty much the greatest story ever told, right? The story of Jesus. It's like the greatest story ever told. Whether you believe it or not, you know the story of Jesus. So it's like, it's, it's, it's hard to get around that to say that it's that original. But the whole Clarence thing is original because, I mean, it's not like this is a real person. And the plight that they took with him owing the guy, and keep trying to find a way like, oh, well, maybe if I get baptized, he won't kill me. And then he said, you know what? Well, I'm going to start a religion and I'm going to do my own thing and I'm going to be the next Messiah. And people really like took him at face value. The cold part about the whole premise was without any powers. And again, this was even this part was blasphemous. You know what I mean? Even this part was blasphemous, but uh, you you never know. Like, so, and this is all spoiler alerts, obviously, but it's a part where the Roman, is not, no, it wasn't even Romans. It was some dude, but he had all of these like slaves and he was using them as his army. And uh, Clarence had to defeat his best uh, soldier and he could free the slaves and the dude was like well i'm not going to free i'm not going to free him i'm going to just give you like a couple of them and then he was like oh no that's not good enough and he ended up freeing one of them uh and this guy was this big brute dude and after all of this he was like he went back to free all of them and this is without any like magical powers like uh, like i don't want to say allegedly because why would i say that but supposedly like moses you know when he did everything he did part in the red sea and all of that and then uh when you talk about the wonders that jesus did so yeah man it's i don't know when you talk about those two perspectives you know he, he didn't need any of those powers or he didn't have the luxury of having having any of those powers. He just had the gift of gab to be able to talk good. And he was able to fight. That was one thing that was super surprising. Like this whole fight between him and the big brute. Um, I forget his name. Um, but the fight between those two was amazing. And I didn't see that coming. Honestly, I didn't even think that was a possibility in this movie. I don't even remember seeing this fight in the trailer. But yeah, uh, so all of that happened when he's figuring out like, okay, well, I'm not going to just be selfish and take all of this money that I got from scamming people thinking I'm the next Messiah. I'm actually going to save, you know, uh, free these slaves, which he did. And he still was, he still ended up being crucified because he was, you know, perpetrating as the Messiah, you know, um, 
that was a crazy thing to watch. Like it wasn't as intense as watching uh the 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 passion of the Christ. That passion of Christ ass beating boy. Whew. That shit was for like I don't even remember how long. I swear that that ass beating was like for two hours. It was crazy. I was like, what is this? You know what I mean? But it was it was like that, but watered down, obviously. You know, but I think he still, I think what they did was good is when he died and after he was crucified, Jesus saved him and brought him back to life, like resurrected him. And even he was like, my Lord, like that's when he finally believed because he knew he was dead and Jesus healed all of his wounds and resurrected him and everything. I mean, his mans that was smoking weed the entire movie, I'm not going to lie, that was like so irritating. That was the worst thing about the movie was his mans, Clarence mans, just smoking weed all day. I was like, golly. Like, he wasn't even really saying anything. Like, for him to be as good as he was in The Harder They Fall, um, he just was not as good in this film. That he was... You know, because he was just busy smoking weed. Like, that was weird. But, uh, yeah, I just, you know, I still like that he still end up, like, I still think they still made it a point to where he learned a lesson about uh, giving back and not only giving back, but um, uh, being selfless because he was so super selfish. Like, oh, mom, I'm going to buy you a house. I'm going to get... Like he was all about him and what he could do to better his family instead of how he could better other people. And because he bettered other people, you know, Jesus saved him in this film. One thing I was surprised about as well is that they showed Jesus's face. You know, I thought that was a uh, different, but it's not like Christians don't do it. Like, um, like the Muslims, like the Muslims not going to show you, um, you know, like try to portray Allah, you know, or try to portray Muhammad, you know, in an image like the Christians do. Um, the funny thing, the funniest thing, I don't want to say the funniest, but uh, Benedict Cumberbatch seeing Doctor Strange up there getting crucified, you know, and he was actually, he actually had the Jesus, I guess the, the stereotypical Jesus look. And they was like, look at him. He's so pure and white. Cause he was like this dirty old man, you know? And um, yeah, he was like this dirty old man and they cleaned him up. And um, then apparently he looked like Jesus, like how they say Jesus looks, you know? Uh, but in the movie, obviously the real Jesus was black. And he was actually performing miracles. Like he stopped Mary Magdalene from getting stoned or he turned, he was like awakening people. So yeah, I, I, I like the movie, man, to wrap it up. I like the movie. I do want to watch it again because uh, I I fell asleep a little bit at the end. But yeah, it is, it is uh, some more. I, I do want to see it again. Maybe I'll catch it on streaming. You know, I probably I, I I doubt I'll probably I doubt I'll go see it again to be it wasn't like that good of a movie where I'm like, 
or I need to see it twice. But when it come out on streaming, I'll definitely check it out. So uh, highly recommend you go see the Book of Clearance. It is some laughs in it. You you'll get some laughs, and um, I give it a solid seven out of ten. Like I said, I wasn't overly blown out of my socks, you know. But it was a good movie to kick the year off for me. I I would have rather seen this than The Beekeeper or The Mean Girls Musical. I put that in the same box, the same boat as The Color Purple Musical. I don't want to see a musical. I just don't. Like, I don't need a remake of a musical, okay? So we're going to move on to the next movie. We got Lyft coming up. All right, so next we got Lyft on the docket, Netflix movie 2024. Yep, we are back. And uh, let's see, this Lyft is a 2024 action movie starring Kevin Hart, Gugu Mbatha Raw, and Vincent D'Onofrio. And I believe this is the same woman from, um, from Loki. And... uh. In the film, a master thief, Cyrus, which is Kevin Hart, and his crew attempt to steal $500 million in gold from a vault on a 777 passenger flight from London to Zurich. The movie is PG-13 and one hour and 46 minutes long. And uh, matter of fact, let's go ahead and start this. Yeah, that's the same chick from... So look, I thought this was a good premise. Uh, I, I thought it was a decent film, to be so real. I thought it was decent. And uh, yo, light up that exotic, call that expensive. It was decent. But look, Kevin Hart, you need to be funny. Kevin Hart went out of his way to not be funny in this film. It's like he wanted to be, I don't want to say taken seriously because I take him seriously as an actor. Um, He did the same thing with that series kind of about his life, you know, and I respected that. And even that was still funny. This shit is like, it wasn't bad. And I get it because him being funny is making himself the butt of every joke. So maybe he's looking at it and he's like, look, man, I'm, I'm, I'm over that, bro. I'm tired of being the butt of every joke. I'm swole. Like, if you look at Kevin Hart, like Kevin Hart, he's a stocky little dude, man. Like, he's small, but he's stocky. So if you, you run up on Kevin Hart, yo, Kevin Hart probably knock your ass out, man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's a stocky dude. So... You know, I think he probably just tired of tired of that stigma and doing that and always being like the clown of the movie. Like even that movie with him and Mark Wahlberg, like he's the clown. Like I think he like a I think he was what was he like a stay at home dad? And I'm not saying stay at home dads is clown. Shout out to the stay at home dads out there, but I'm just saying the way they portrayed him, like compared to Mark Wahlberg's character, like Mark Wahlberg's character was like he seemed initially coming off like he was the shit and I, and I think he was like in debt or something in, in the movie but that's hitting at the here or there. This movie it just was uh, like I liked it 
but it just I didn't like the the comic list Kevin Hart. You know, him trying to be super serious. Like I get it, but eh, I I I'd, I'd rather not have that Kevin Hart. So one thing that was cool was we got Vincent D'Onofrio and then obviously uh Google. She's from Loki. And then we had Ned. His character was in this movie from he was in the beginning for a little bit. So yeah, that was cool. Little little MCU hookup, you know, couple tings. Uh yo, they they gotta get Kevin Hart in the MCU. Yo, that'd be crazy. Yo, Kevin Hart in the MCU be hilarious, bro. Uh but no, seriously though. I just I think you know what one thing I I do appreciate is the ending. So they had this little switcheroo and it kind of reminded me of Tower Heist and a lot of crime things they always like do a misdirect. So I seen this one coming so the misdirect was they had to go and transport to steal this gold or whatever and it was like anyone who don't want to go doesn't have to go because you you're walking into death and the only guy that has a family he was like i just can't do it man so initially i was like okay something's going on here because why would he just bitch out after all of these people just had this hoorah like type of situation once you say you win you win you know what i mean so i think that was a, a little corny but i see and i've seen it coming but that's just me. I watch a lot of movies. So I kind of, I kind of, I know stuff like that. You know what I mean? So that is what it is. So I'm sitting here and I'm like, and I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, what's going to happen? So the misdirect was he did whatever he did. Once they swapped out the real gold for the iron that's painted gold and he was able to locate it. I thought that was cool. It reminded me of Tower Heist. They did the same type of thing, like hit you with a misdirect. And to me, that's just always super cool, you know, in any movie, if you can hit you, if we can hit you with a misdirect. I love that in any film, you know what I mean? So uh, would I recommend you watching this? Yeah, for sure. It's not like it was a bad movie. It was a good, it was a... It was a cool one watch film. You know, a lot of times, man, I don't know what it is these days. And I think, you know what? That's okay because it is so much content out there. Bro, a lot of this content is just one watch worthy. If I watch it once, that's all I need. I don't need to watch it again. And I really feel that way about movies. You know, uh, TV shows, I could watch a TV show twice, especially if it comes out once a week, because if I don't have anything else to do, I'd be like, let me go back and watch that episode and, you know, do that. Like I do it a lot of times with Power or, um, you know, my Marvel episodes. I always watch once and then watch it again with y'all. So, you know, to me, this is one of those one watch movies but it's a good watch but if you're going into it looking for some some comedy is very sparse 
on, you know, on, on, on the Kevin Hart side for sure. If you think you're going to see some fun, like, I think he had one joke in here that was unintentionally funny. And it, it wasn't even a joke. It was just a line. And it was unintentionally funny. And that's how funny Kevin Hart is to me. You know what I mean? So I think Kevin Hart, I think we need just funny Kevin Hart for sure. I, eh, you know, this Kevin Hart with the, uh, I didn't even like his tone. Like everything was so dry and bland. It was no seasoning on the chicken. Like just straight bland chicken. That's kind of the performance he gave. I'm sure it was on purpose, you know, but I just don't appreciate it at all. Kevin Hart is better than that. You know, I still need some comedy, dog. Like Rush Hour isn't Rush Hour without the funny quotables. You know, I think we need a Kevin. I think Kevin, I think Kevin Hart need one of those movies. You know, like does Kevin Hart have a Rush Hour type of movie? I don't think so. Like, and I don't think he has a movie. Now he has stand-ups with quotables. His stand-ups, hella quotables. His movies, I don't think he has any quotables from a movie. I can't think of one. Damn. Oh, I think maybe in um, I think that was Kevin Hart in um uh 40 year old version. I think that was him. I think that's probably one. And I, I don't even, and it wasn't even because of him. I think it was because of the other boy, the black dude. You know what I mean? But uh, Mr. D'Onofrio was good in this movie for sure. Good good weekend for Marvel actors. We talk about Bender and Cumberbatch in um, the, the other movie that we just talked about, the previous film, uh, The Book of Clarence. So yeah, Mr. D'Onofrio was good. Honestly, listening to him without the kingpin accent is kind of hilarious. Like it's it's actually it's hysterical, if if you will. I just think I kind of find it funny, you know. Like he puts so much on and he's like grunting and all of this shit with the kingpin accent. And then when you watch him and listen to his accent in this movie. He sounds so soft spoken. It's crazy. No, and that could, it could be the role he's playing. I don't think I've ever, I don't want to say ever, but I don't remember seeing a Vincent D'Onofrio interview. Cause I'm gonna keep it real. Like I've I I've only known him from Kingpin. You know, whatever movies he was in, he wasn't like a big character to me. You know, he wasn't a big character. Until he got, um, until he got Kingpin. As far as uh, Gugu, she was about as good as she was, and um, she was about as good as she was in Loki, which is I don't know how take that however you will. What's interesting to me is her and you know Kevin Hart's character, which is Cyrus or Silas, one of them. They ended up like being together and she worked for Interpool and she quit and got up out of there. I thought that was, I thought that was cool. Very cliche, you know, very, very cliche. 
So what would I get this movie out of 10? I give it a six. It was it was cool, man. But one watch worthy. You can watch this movie once and you never have to watch it again. You'll probably never think about it again. It's like uh it's like that one Adam Sandler movie, uh, the part two. Damn, what was that movie? I don't remember. But um, yeah, it was it was it was cool. It was a good watch, but no more than one watchman. Uh, let's talk about the Percy Jackson of it all. About five or six episodes in, and I haven't gotten to speak on this, but I just want to give Disney their props. They body in this show. So uh, a friend of mine, she told me she really enjoyed the first two episodes. Or was yeah, I think I think they released three episodes or they released two for sure. And I was like, okay, I'm watching Percy Jackson because I've been in the Percy Jackson with the books and the movies. I've always enjoyed Percy Jackson, the Greek, Greek mythology, all of that, Zeus, all of that stuff. I love it, and I think Percy Jackson is a great take on all of that. So I'm always, I've always enjoyed that, you know. And uh, I just think what they're doing with this Percy Jackson is very good. Every episode is a banger. One, two, three, four, five, maybe six. Every episode, like I tell you what, sometimes, and I get this because a lot of this stuff is remakes now. I get it. I'm I'm uh I'm 32 years old. So this is just going to be more common in my life. So as you might as well get used to it and that's why I said yo people don't go see like original content anymore. You know, but they complain about always making remakes and reboots. Well, this is why because y'all don't go see it and you watch what's familiar with you as a kid so it's kind of hard when i'm watching the percy jackson story because i know so much of it already you know it's the same thing i said well that whatever it's the same thing i said with the last of us it's like copy and paste so that's why i was telling uh i was telling the homie keenan I was like, yeah, Percy Jackson is good, but it's just, it's the first. They just redoing what was already like. They just improved on groundwork and foundation that was already laid out for them. You know, the 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 first Percy Jackson movie was great. I like the second one. People didn't like it as much, but still, the first Percy Jackson movie was great. So you kind of just follow that formula. And you got a banger, and it's what they're doing, you know, like und- it's undeniable, but they are working it to a T. So I'm liking the subtle differences, you know, but for so far, it's kind of just on par, you know, from what we've seen with uh, but for some reason, I felt I maybe I gotta go back and watch it. This one's a little more graphic and the story is just a little 
it's a little more graphic. And again, I was like a teenager, maybe what when the movie came out. But this one does feel more childish, if that makes sense. Like this one feels more childish, but I'm still enjoying it as a story. I think it's because the the all three of them just they just look so like like children. But uh still good. I'm enjoying the story so far. And when it's all said and done, like when we get through it, I'm actually go, I'm gonna actually uh go binge watch it and just you know take some notes and do a full review. And you know, we just gonna do it like that for this is cinema. And then um yeah, I'm gonna do the same with uh Reacher as well. But I feel like the actors are good, all three of the main characters. And I really like the quest that they are on. And I'm intrigued and I'm willing, I'm wanting to see how they're going to spend this for the next couple of seasons because I'm figuring this is a hit for Disney Plus. And honestly, they need to realize that these are the kind of shows that we want to see engaging shows, not just oh, we're going to rely on these reruns. We want engaging shows, okay? That's what we want on Disney+. Plus. Now, let's switch over to Reacher with the last five minutes of the episode. Uh, Reacher, man, just building upon the greatness that was season one. Now, my only problem with Reacher, and I do have one problem, the actor, he's a good actor. I just, I don't know. It's because Tom Cruise is the first Reacher I've seen on screen and actually even heard of because I seen the movie first and then I read the books, you know, because I thought the movie was that good. So, yeah, I, he's just not as good as an actor as Tom Cruise. But, I mean, who is, man? He wanted the goats. But e even so... This guy, he's a really good actor, but um, I just I just feel like they putting a little too much on Reacher. Like, yo, he catching bodies, and I'm not comfortable with that. Like, my man is out here catching body yaddy yaddies, and I'm like, what is the problem? And it's he's catching certain bodies where he could like not kill a man and actually kills the man. It's kind of crazy. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. It's like I don't know how accurate that is for the some of the books, you know. Like this Jack Reacher is more of a goon than anything. He robbing dope dealers. And I get it. It was probably something like that that I've missed in the uh in the books or whatever the hell. But still, my point stands, man. I'm just saying he's just a little, a little too aggressive, and and specifically this season, 
you know, um, it seemed like last season it was more like, okay, if you mess with me, I'm a I'm a boobop your ass. This season, he like, oh no, man, he going crazy, bro. Like he going crazy. But the chemistry within him and the entire crew, I like as opposed to last season. The girl was there, the 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 light-skinned chick that's his homegirl, like his bestie. She was there, but he was a lot like working alone a lot. This one is like it's him and his whole crew. So that is actually cool to see. I like that. I'm not going to give any spoilers. You know, it's just you should really go watch Reacher, man, because it's on Prime. The worst thing about Prime is, man, they're trying to up, well, not trying to, they're up in the pay, man. We talking about Jeff Bezos, richest man, well, one of the richest men in the world. Make, make, give him up, making you pay for ass, man. I'm telling you, bro, y'all need to watch that South Park episode. The episode about ads. It's the craziest episode in the world because it's true. It's like every time you think you're getting away from ads, they bring them right back. They bring them right back, man. But anyways, uh, yeah, Jack Reacher. And, yo, the action, the action is way more crazier on this than the first season. Obviously, the budget is bigger. So bigger action scenes, bigger gunfights, bigger car chases, bigger explosions, bigger deaths from helicopters. Like, you know what I mean? Yo, imagine falling to your death from a helicopter. That's, that's a fucking way to go. Messed up way to go, man. But regardless, I just think Reacher is the go-to right now, you know, as far as TV shows that so the, the the thing about it too is that did happen in 2023 but it's still going i guess i could do the same for raising canaan but it is what it is but yeah you for sure should go watch reacher and percy jackson those are the two i'm watching three shows episodically uh or weekly right now that the other being raising canaan but I don't know how much you guys watch Razor Canaan, but you should go watch that as well. But for sure, Percy Jackson, because that's on Disney Plus. A lot of my audience has Disney Plus because we Marvel fans. And uh, yeah, for sure, Reacher, because everyone got Prime, because everyone has a Prime membership, right? Everybody got Prime video. All right. Um, I'm trying, yeah, Reacher, Reacher better because. It's just a grown man show. You know, I love grown man shows, you know. So with that being said, we're going to call this episode of This is Cinema a wrap. That's it for 2024. No, I'm just playing. That's it for the first episode of 2024. It shows Kevin 27. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe on this video. And make sure you give it a five-star rating and following on Spotify and Apple Podcasts at Kevin27World. And remember, this is cinema. No ads. Go over there if you want to listen to it with no ads. And uh, let's build that page up. All right, we up out of here. Ooh, light off. <laughs>